Welcome to the Broken Savage Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie. Hey guys, what's going on? Um, So, episode two in the Look of Strength series. Um, I'm going to be real with you guys right now. I have a fucking plethora of shit that I want to kind of go with on this um, episode today. I honestly, if I'm being real, um, I thought about just skipping this episode altogether and just um, chatting about the normal everyday stuff that I wanted to get to. But this has been like weighing on my heart a lot and um, I want to be real and authentic with everyone so I'm just going to put it out there. Um, honestly, I don't even know who listens to this so it just might might be me having a ther- therapy session with myself. But um, speaking of therapy, if you guys follow me on any social media, you do know that I finally found a therapist. It's been um, three weeks I've seen him, and let me just tell you something. (laughs) The difference between me about 15 years ago when I went to a therapist and went because I was told to go and I was embarrassed of going because I thought it was a bad thing, Um, what a game changer when you look at going to therapy in a more therapeutic and getting to know yourself because in just three sessions, um, it's been crazy how I've changed and I've been thinking about a lot of things. Um, but on the other hand, in the first three weeks of chatting with him, (laughs) I will admit I am more confused than ever. Like, I feel like I'm never going to get out of this bubble that I'm in. But I know um, in the start, it's kind of, um, I'm not going to say aggressive, but we're he's trying to learn about me and I'm trying to like spew out every single issue I have in my life. So it's kind of crazy. But um, I also have been doing some research about mindset and other kind of relationship type of things Um, and what I'm going to talk about today and kind of dive into a little is nothing that my therapist has told me I actually have. Um, I've kind of self-diagnosed myself but um, yeah um, I'm sure once we get into the nitty-gritty of stuff and I'm with him for a few months, um, I possibly could be right on this stuff or I possibly could be completely wrong and I will update you guys if I'm completely wrong. But um, on today's thing, I don't even know where to start really because there's so much shit I want to get to. Um, But I do have to say... um, I've let go of a lot of people in my life, and I'm going to get emotional, I know already. Um, I, in the last, I think, since my mom passed, which has been, Jesus, seven years, I think, now, um, 
she was like my best friend and um when I lost her it was like I put a wall up and I pushed a lot of people away because they weren't my mom and they weren't like supporting me and now that I'm looking at <laughs> life in a whole new aspect once my dad passed um I can see that I was bringing people into my life because they were giving me attention and it really wasn't the attention I needed but because people were there and I thought they were there because they genuinely liked me um, that was not the case but I was holding on to them because I feel like everyone was leaving me so I had to grab on to something so I was grabbing on to random people and keeping them in my life and kind of not being myself like I was twisting my personality to fit in with their life and it it, it was just weird um and now like I would say probably a year before my dad passed um I was very much alone yes I would go hang out with people but I never had that best friend anymore I didn't I didn't have any guys in my life except for one that we'll get to um, but I don't even <laughs> that's a whole different story um, but I never opened up to meet new people um, and one of my self diagnoses if that's a word <laughs> um, I really think I have a social anxiety awkwardness to me now. Um, years ago, as everybody knows, I did the East Coast Romper. I was at band rehearsals. I was with people all the time. I was at rock shows. I was doing things. Um, and I look back and I never thought I was awkward. I was just there doing my thing, not caring. And I don't know when. <laughs> All of that changed and how now when like even when I say yes to something the anxiety is like through the roof when it's that day that I'm supposed to do that thing and I need to go out and be social with people um, I usually go sometimes I'll cancel which is holding me back on a lot of things too but um, when I am out I like scan the room and within 45 minutes if I'm uncomfortable I will leave <laughs> like actually leave um, talking to people now is just weird because I just think people are judging me it, it goes on and on and on but um, the more I look within myself I know that something it's not on the people which I used to blame all the time like oh they're judging me there I'm judging myself really um, and as I progress in therapy I'm learning a lot about me um, like I always think of that Taylor Swift song the anti-hero where she says hi it's me I'm the problem it's me that's fucking me <laughs> and I'm kind of proud of myself for actually like waking up and realizing that I have some fucking issues um 
and I'll be real with you right now. And I was the woe is me girl. Like, no one likes me. No one wants to be with me. No, no one cares. Everyone leaves, blah, blah, blah. And now that I see how my mind's working and how I look at myself, no shit everyone's leaving. Um, I'm going through this, like, season right now that I'm, like, legit alone. Um, It's Saturday, and every weekend for the past six months, I've been alone in my house. Um, And it's fucking weird because, you know... I took care of my parents in this house and I said after my dad passed like okay I'm gonna kind of revamp this house so it's like homey for me and I'm gonna have people over and I'm gonna like bond more with people and only a handful of people either have come over just to like pick me up to go out or have come over for other reasons, um, but haven't stayed. I haven't had, like, one night where I've had someone over to, like, chill because I've pushed so many people away. Um, when I started looking up, like, the reasons why I'm so, like, crazy scared, not scared, but just, like, like, I really thought it was me. Like, no one liked me, but, like, I don't like myself. Um, and it, like, how am I supposed to do things when I can't even, like, figure out how to, like, move through this? Um, I totally got off track there because I'm, I'm thinking, like, in the future already. But what I was trying to get at is, as I was researching, like, different feelings I was having. Um, I came across this like quiz thing for attachment styles. I've never heard of attachment styles. Um, and I did the quiz and it popped up with that. (laughs) I have an anxious preoccupied attachment style, uh, for anyone that doesn't really know what attachment styles are. I'll kind of read. There's other attachment styles too, which I'm not going to get into. I just want to focus on this because when I read it, it was like a pinpoint of me. Um, and I posted this on my social media, but, um, it says anxious preoccupied. You may abandon yourself to avoid being left by others. Relationships can bring up fears around abandonment and ending up alone, which can make you feel quite anxious, unsafe, and insecure. This can cause many challenges within your relationships because rather than focusing on whether your loved ones meet your needs and respect your boundaries, your fears take over and you may people please and abandon yourself to avoid being left. Um, And like I said before, that's what I was doing. I was scooping up people that seemed general, like genuinely wanting to be my friend, but I was twisting myself to please them. So I was changing my whole like view and boundaries that I had set or I thought in my brain I was setting and I wasn't even close to like standing up for my values and my boundaries because I was so afraid of being left by them if I didn't please them enough. So anyway, it goes on to say, these issues mostly 
most likely formed during childhood due to inconsistent emotional support, meaning that your needs around connection were sometimes unmet, which, like I said, right now, um, even in therapy, I have like blocked out or blocked a lot of my childhood stuff, which I'm sure through the months I'm going to come across and open those up. And God, that's going to be not fun. <laughs> but um, it continues to say, as a result, you're probably highly empathetic and can form very deep connections with others. You're a fantastic friend and very reliable. But sometimes your need for closeness and insecurities can cause you to give too much and make you feel like you're not enough. Or ca cause your worst fears to come true and push people away, which sends you into a complete panic. So after I read that, I kind of did a recap of just friends, like girlfriends, guy friends, and then I realized, um, you know, that's what I do all the time. Um, I've only had, to be honest with you, I'm 49 years old, um, I've had three, three committed relationships where it's lasted for like six to eight years. The first one was when I was very young, like I talked to you about in the last episode, and we were good until my eating disorder took over everything and my mindset was not correct, and I pushed him away from doing that. I had um, another relationship that lasted a very long time, and he was a recovering alcoholic and drug addict which I had never in my life been in that like atmosphere um and that taught me a lot and it was crazy because I kept him because I thought he was the only one that was ever gonna love me even though him doing the stuff that he did pulled me down into the gutters of like non-confident me um and I think that's a part of me that where my confidence kind of spiraled down also because I had built it up from my eating disorder and was feeling good. And then when I got with him after the first year, it like spiraled down again. Um, and then I had another decent relationship, um, although it was long distance. And for a lot of people, long distance can work, but that's not the case in my my um life so um yeah there's a lot of shit that I have to get through right now to learn about myself and the one major thing is I want to change my whole mindset of the anxious attachment to a more secure attachment which when I've listened to a few podcasts about it and it's just the stuff you have to do, which is really hard work and really, really, really getting into the real you scares the living shit out of me. Um, but what I was saying is right now it's Saturday. I am sitting alone in my house. Um, my phone has been butt dry with anyone even reaching out. Um, and I remember in my 20s, my phone was nonstop people wanting to hang out with me. But my whole character was totally different too. So I sit here 
and I go, woe is me, no one likes me, no one wants this, and I'm thinking of different things, maybe if I do this, people will be attracted, maybe if I do that, and no one's ever going to be attracted in trust or love me for me if I don't love me for me. Um, and that's a major woe in my life. Um, and I don't know how to fix it right now. Like, this is not going to be an episode where I'm like, okay, this is what I was feeling, but this is what I did and fixed it. I have no fucking clue how to get out of this. I mean, I do. I do. I know the steps and I know the work I have to do and I need to slowly start doing it, which I have, but the lack of my confidence and the lack of me thinking I'm worth something is really, really kicking my ass right now. Um, so what I really wanted to get into, and this is a very scary part because um, I'm going to keep it as vague as I can, but um, I started a friendship, a friendship, a few years back with a gentleman. Um, our first few conversations were very forthcoming, um, and he has been very forthcoming with me for the few years that we have been in this friendship. The first few conversations, um, I was back then 147%, I don't know where that name came from, but I'm sticking with it, um, didn't want a relationship. I was, I was content by myself. Um, I thought back then I was working on myself. <laughs> I was not. Um, but I was not in any sh way, shape, or form ready to commit, to date, to do anything. Um, what happened was a, as everyone calls it, a friends with benefits type of journey that we took. Um, and the deal was no emotion, which was fine. And I said, I as a woman can do this. This is fine. And it was, it was fine for the first few years. Um, well, I wouldn't even say years, like the first year, maybe. Um, fine, totally fine with it. Everything was great. Um, and then as a female, I kind of had some attachment. Um, and now looking at it, my attachment got worse after my dad passed um, with this person. And he's a safe place for me. And like, I, I found this quote, which really resonated with me um, about my relationship. This was not written by me, but um, it was something that I related to. And now knowing about the anxious attachment that I have that I can get clingy to someone, um, this little quote, well, paragraph, um, really resonated with me about this. 
and it said earning his affection was my singular life goal. Now, there's more to it, but I want to stop there because it wasn't his affection, it was his attention. If I got his attention, my confidence blew up. Like, if I didn't get his attention, I thought I was doing something wrong, I didn't look good enough, I wasn't this, I wasn't that. Um, because, honestly, I don't love myself, and I needed to understand that, but back then... I just thought it was him. Like, what did I do wrong that I, I'm not, like, getting his attention? So, the clinginess, the emotional part started attaching to this just casual friendship. Um, and then the this little story paragraph goes on to say, On rare occasions, when I was in good graces with him, it was like being fed nectar from the gods, which, like I said, my confidence went through the fucking roof when the attention was there. And I started to believe that one day, if I could just figure out how to be good enough, I would earn a steady stream of that nectar. Which, on rare occasions, I did for weeks upon weeks, and then it would be gone. So then it goes on to say, it took me a long time to figure out that the stream did not exist. The tiny droplets were all he had to offer, which just recently, um, it was brought back to my attention. The deal we had about no emotion and your girl here fucked up and got emotions. Um, the way I need to reel back the emotions is hard work. Like when you're attached to somebody and it's been a constant thing for a long time, how do you just like detach? For one, it's kind of crazy that a lot of people can just have like a casual relationship like this and not be attached. And I read some statistics and stuff about how women, why women get attached and men can not get attached and all this. And some women can do it. They don't, they can't get attached. I'm the type of person because, um, for one, I don't see the worth in me and I don't see a lot of things in me that I should, that I did back in the day. Um, I cling and I get attached to the emotions because I always think I can change that person which in the long run I can't um and he even brought up to my attention that I get too emotional he knows it he can see it he's not dumb and that's where he says he pulls away because I'm too emotional um and he's absolutely right because that was the deal and I can do one of two things. I can detach myself and just look at it as what we agreed upon in the beginning, or I walk away and begin to heal. Um, both options are great. At this very moment, the first option is what I'm trying to do. But the second option is probably 
mentally and emotionally the best thing I could do. But I'm not, I'm, I'm really not at that stage yet. And it, it's crazy. Um, but it's really, really hard. Um, and like I said, I am just venting right now because this has been like one of the craziest rides. Um, cause I've never had a attachment, emotional connection like this to someone well, any guy, really, even the people I dated, I never had, like, any, an emotional attachment to this. And I really don't know if it's because of all the loss I've had in the last few years. And he was the first person to come into my life after those losses that I just emerged myself into him. And hopefully my therapist can fucking figure this out for me or I can figure it out on my own and have an epiphany. Um... And I've also never had an attachment to someone who didn't, like, see me as anything but a casual relationship. Like, if this was me in my 20s and somebody was like this, I would have walked away. Um, oh, Shast is here. Everyone say hi to Shast. Um, so, I... It's just a crazy, crazy, crazy um, situation. And um, I don't know if this has ever happened to anybody else, but I just, I just know that, like, women view, like, a more, like, involved emotional connection with men. And they look more as the front like for a more connected friendship um and men on the other hand have more like a casual emphasis on the benefits of said relationship than any emotion or friendship really um and sometimes I wish I could just be a dude and not have that emotional connection um and there's, there's been a lot of red flags that I should have walked away. But like I said, there's something about this said person that um, I just am connected to for some reason. Um, so then I, the more research I did on the topic of like friends with benefits and I looked up something about being connected to somebody who is not connected to you. And um, it's so funny because it says sometimes the great chemistry sexually only like it's a sexual thing that your your chemistry is like connected sexually. And but he doesn't like like you or want to date you. So that caught my eye because I was like, oh, ding, ding, that's my scenario. Um, and it says that, like, logically, the time to move on is probably now, but emotionally, you're still stuck, which I am. Um, and it goes on to say, you feel safe being unhappily in love. Subconsciously, it's a comfort zone, which... 
I got to look into myself about that one because it could be true. Um, you fear not being loved, which I always do. It says that you could be afraid of real love. And that could be true too because the two people I thought I really loved left me. One took his life and the other one just disconnected from me. Um, and it says that you lose yourself in relationships, which I do. Like I said, um, I will twist my personality to be liked for people and I need to reprogram myself to begin to relearn myself and set those boundaries and bring back the value that I have in myself before I can like initially really find people that I connect with on a friendship level and on a relationship level. Um, people all the time ask me why I don't date and I'll be honest, last month I went on a dating website and not one person intrigued me. I've had a ton of people message me. No one intrigued me. But the more I look within myself, how am I even supposed to be intrigued by someone when I can't even intrigue my own self? Like, I don't even see... I've lost, like, passions. Like, I don't even know what to do. I have so many creative outlets that I could be, like, killing it right now. And my self hatred towards myself is just bringing me into the gutter right now and I I talk about this one relationship because like I sometimes like overanalyze that relationship so much like if he doesn't like me no one's ever gonna like me and if he doesn't like me then I must be doing something wrong and it's a very scary 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 like situation to be in when you don't even know who you are anymore. You think you know, but you don't. Um, so it's, so my main point, cause I don't want to keep this, um, very, very lengthy, but my main like point is I just wanted to vent and get that out and just wonder if anyone does listen to this episode have you ever been there like what did you do like your advice to um how to get past someone you're you're emotionally attached to and also if you've lost yourself and you don't have that like happiness for yourself how did you even start to process that um, I've done a lot of journaling lately. I've done a lot of reading of different things and, and coping mechanisms to try to like push through this craziness. And I always come to this like roadblock and thank God I did find a therapist because I think by December, like the end of this year, if I stay like practicing and doing what I need to do I might be a whole new person but at this very moment I just feel totally lost and um, out in the real world if you do know me and you do see me um, 
the way I interact or the way I'm sometimes antisocial or the way I'm just hiding. Some people say I'm intimidating, which I laugh at because the only reason you think I'm intimidating is because I close myself off from people. Um, some people think I'm a bitch because I have a wall up. Um, I'm none of that. Like if you really get to know me, I am the, like the best friend. I will do anything for you. Um, and I'm loyal as fuck. Like I care about people. And right now all of that is like deep in the water. <laughs> trying to like I don't know maybe come find me again but I just don't feel like myself anymore like I know we grow and I know we change but this is on a new level and it's pretty scary um and I just you know wanted to vent about it I want to be real with people and um just let people know that I am working on myself and I am trying to get back to that person that people really admired and respected and, you know, wanted to be with. And I want that person back because, you know, you spend most of your time with yourself and when you don't even like being with yourself like if I sit in a room quiet for more than five minutes it freaks me the fuck out because I don't know who I am anymore and I just want to be back to having that purpose and knowing who I am so um like I said this is not a lesson for anyone this is just me maybe crying out for help and I don't do that very often. So if you are listening and you have advice or anything, um, it'd be much appreciated. But on that note, um, I hope this makes sense. I rarely edit my podcast. Like I'm just, I chat, I fucking, I upload and I post. Like that's what I do because I want to be as real as possible. So... I really hope you enjoyed this. I hope you saw a little light in what I'm going through and how I am. And um, I'll keep you posted on how I reclaim my myself and my self-worth. But for right now, I am going to make some dinner, hang with my pup. Um, and I'm just grateful for anyone that listens to this. And... The next episode will be um, a little more, I guess, um, maybe enlightening enlightening, <laughs> and a little less um, about my inner struggles and we're going to go back more into the fitness nutrition probably aspect of it. But thank you so much for listening. Um, like I said, I hope this all makes sense and I will see you next episode. Love you.